All right, welcome back to another episode of the In the Huddle podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sam Gold. And I'm Chris Rotundo. And guys, we did it. We made it two straight weeks. We're not leaving you hanging this time. Like we told you, we're going to be steady with this. So we got a Friday episode coming at you right now. It's going to be a shorter episode. We're going to go through some uh, you know, news and notes from around you know everything in the NFL that's been going on this past week. And then we got a uh, bold prediction segment just as we are less than one week away from kickoff, Chris. Sam, I, I, can't, I, I can't wait. <laughs> um, I'm super excited for it. You know, this episode, it's one of those that it's like, uh, how, how, how do I describe it? It's kind of like feels like Christmas, but it's not. It's like right around the corner. You know, the season's right there, but we have a lot of news that broke today. And uh, the, few, the last few days, honestly, about a lot of big players. So. I'm ready to get right into it and and start this episode. This is uh, December 26th to the 30th is what you're thinking of. That period in between Christmas and New Year's Eve. Because (laughs) next week, we're going to have our week one preview. Last week, it was kind of like our episode to get back into things. So we're trying to cover this week, but we still got a lot to talk about. So like you said, Chris, let's go ahead and roll the intro. You're listening to In the Huddle. With Sam Gold and Chris Rotundo. All right, so we got a few pieces of news to talk about. Um, I'm going to save some Chiefs news last because I have a lot to say about it. But Chris... There's been a lot of Jonathan Taylor talk this offseason. It's been official that he's on the pup list, which means physically unable to perform, for those who don't know what it stands for. And that means he's going to miss the first four games. And, Chris, I don't know about you, but not only is he going to miss the first four games, but I think it raises questions whether he's actually injured or not, or if he's just doing this because of contract stuff. And if it is contract stuff, do we think he's even going to you know, return after four weeks? He's not going to return after four weeks. Um... He said he wanted to get traded, and this is his way of his way of doing a holdout. And you know, it sucks that it's this has become the new normal, not only in the NFL. You see this all the time in the NBA, so it's common. I mean, you have it with the whole Le'Veon Bell situation. That's I'm always going to remember that one. And then you have it here with Jonathan Taylor, and it, and it's happening a lot in the position of running back, a, a position that. It's a hard position because one bad year and you could be out of the league at this position. So Jonathan Taylor, he said he wants out and that's what's going to happen. There were the trade talks and we know one of the teams were the Miami Dolphins and then the sleeper team that nobody really knew that it came out, the Green Bay Packers, which was very interesting. And if that happened, that would have been, I would love to see him go to the Packers. I think that would be a lot of fun, especially Sam, you having them as high as you do winning 10 games. And winning that division, that would have just made that prediction seem less crazy, getting a guy like Jonathan Taylor. And granted, he didn't have the best season last year. He had the injury, all of that. But also, I still feel like he's he can come back and win healthy, be, be a top back in the league like he was a few short seasons ago. So I think whoever gets him is going to have to pay a hefty price. But at the same time, it's tough because you don't know exactly who you're getting right now with how he was last year, the injury. So I know for the Dolphins... They wanted Jalen Waddle, and that seems like a, a lot. But at the same time, you got to remember this dude was an MVP caliber running back. That's exactly what he was, and that's what the Colts are treating him as. Like he was this top of the league guy, and they're kind of acting like last year didn't exist. They want a lot, but it, but teams don't want to give up a lot for a running back. Yeah, it's it's interesting because 
You know, I think I think what my prediction would be for this is that he doesn't come back after four games. Maybe he plays a few at some point, but I think he's going to be the top midseason trade target right now. So obviously, like you said, the Packers reached out, which is also interesting because if you're an Aaron Jones owner in fantasy, that's kind of scary a little bit. He would be included in the trade. Yeah, I that think, means they're not 100% confident in their jo- running backs. Jones, he's on the end of this contract. I think A.J. Dillon, the end of his rookie contract, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But Jones are probably at – it would be Jones, draft picks – Um. And, you know, the Colts, it's also interesting because the Colts are one of those teams that are going to be in contention for the first overall pick. Definitely. And, I mean, you have them, the Cardinals, who uh, the Texans, they don't even have their pick. Texans, if they, you know, don't put it all together in year one with C.J. Stroud, the Bucks, yeah, another so one. They might need a running back as it, well. It's going to be super interesting, especially when you look forward to the next year's draft class. You have Caleb Williams, and then you have the wide receiver Marvin Harrison. I think that's the name. Uh, no, Marvin, Marvin Harrison. <laughs> Marvin Harrison was is a is a Pro Bowl. I, I think he's actually Hall of Fame uh, Colts wide receiver. The Ohio State wide receiver. I'm um, not good with this until it's like the end of the season. I really only know quarterbacks. You we know, also have Spencer Rattler. I know him as well, but I'm sure it's someone that most people listening know. But I'm not a huge college football guy unless it's draft season. So you can go ahead and look that up. I'll talk a, a little bit more about Jonathan Taylor. Marvin Harrison. Oh, it is Marvin I, Harrison. That was the name, yeah. Okay. He, oh, wait, Marvin Harrison Jr.? Yeah, he's going to be... So uh, is it the kid of Marvin Harrison? It has to be. On the Colt, from the Colts? That's crazy. I actually... All right, I really got to start <laughs> paying attention to college football more because that's actually a cool storyline. Anyways, I think what's funny is that, you know, we we talked about the uh, group meeting that all the running backs had this offseason. That and, didn't really work out. Yeah, I know, and... You know, two other main guys from that were Barkley and Josh Jacobs. And it's funny because they're older than Jonathan Taylor, but they're the ones that kind of just caved in and said, all right, I'll take an extra million or two and then I'll just play this year. But Jonathan Taylor, a guy who's had less great seasons than the other two running backs, he's younger, and he's basically a one-hit wonder at this point if, let's say, he doesn't have another great season. And he's the guy who's the most stingy. Maybe it's because they're on a team like the Colts, but... I don't know. I mean, Josh Jacobs is on the Raiders, so I don't know what it is with Jonathan Taylor. I know that their management and their owner has really rubbed him the wrong way with some things that he said and the way he's talked about the team and Jonathan Taylor, but yeah, it's a messy situation if you're a Colts fan. I mean, things have really been falling apart ever since Andrew Luck got booed off of your uh, off of your field four years ago, and uh, it's been weird quarterback situations, and now really the one bright spot you had in Jonathan Taylor is also in jeopardy, so... It's going to be interesting to see what happens after those four games are over. And uh, Chris, unless you have anything else to say, I guess we can move on to another piece of news. Yeah, um, I'm just looking forward to seeing what happens in this situation. I want to get resolved as quickly as possible. But is it going to be the Dolphins? Is it going to be the Packers? Is it going to be the Bears? Yeah, or is another team going to come along and say, you know what? Um, We'll evaluate where we are at the trade deadline. We'll see, say, if we have a running back injury. Or if we feel like we need a running back to really put ourselves to that next level. And things can change right there. Teams can be like, all right, we feel like we have a legit shot. Let's just add and get more stacked more stacked team and, and make that push. So that trade deadline, we haven't even hit week one yet. But that's going to be a crazy time because not only that, I'm thinking of, could Kyler Murray be on the move? Mike maybe, Evans. Maybe... Maybe Trey Lance can see another new team that <laughs> yeah, needs we'll that, that needs a quarterback. There's a lot of Michael Pittman. Another Colt. There's a lot of things. I think I think 
there, there could be some activity, but we're not even there yet. We're, we're jumping ahead, but Sam, we're getting excited. I think we can move on to uh, Cooper Cup. Cooper Maybe. Cup, yeah. So it's not anything major. A little bit of a setback, right there. Yeah. So he's been dealing with a hamstring uh, basically this entire off season. He's recovered from his other injury, you know, that he actually had last year that took him out for a lot of the season. This time as a hamstring, he re-aggravated it uh, in training camp. So. By setback, is he going to miss week one? Still in question, but I wouldn't be too panicked right now if you are a Cooper Cup owner in fantasy. It sucks to see because you know these things can linger on for a long time, but this is basically a piece of news that you just got to keep an eye out for because if they go into week one without Cooper Cup, I think you could pretty much chalk that up as a loss. Um, I mean, the Rams aren't going to be a great team regardless, but, you know, I mean, Cooper Cup's the man there. So, it's it's it sucks to see for someone who's been recovering. Definitely. I want him to be healthy this year because when he's healthy, he is the best receiver in football, as he showed even last year before the injury happened. So, hope he's there for week one, but at the same time, you got to prioritize the long run and not, not rush it back. Especially from a hamstring injury, those things, you, you tweak it even a little bit, and you can be going out for, say... A few weeks to missing a month or two with how what's the word it's how how particular that's the best way to describe it those things are so you got to be really careful with something like that because that thing can linger on the whole season if you're not careful yeah i really would love to see how sean mcveigh handles this i think the rams I'm, i'm putting them on the same spectrum as the titans this season where i think some people on the rams organization have convinced themselves that they're still a playoff team and they're kind of just hanging on to whatever pieces they have left for dear life, hoping they put together something. Uh, Matt Stafford, you know, it, it feels very similar to the Titans that, you know, they probably think they're a playoff team. They got a good coach. They still got their quarterback where they've had success with them in the last, you know, five years or so. I don't know. It's an interesting situation with the Rams. That's, you know, they last episode, they were already one of the hardest teams for me to predict. And without Cooper Cup, I think it makes it easier because that's their guy. All right, Chris. Final piece of news. I'll let you talk about it first, um, just because I might rant a little bit about it. Chris Jones, so far, I would say there is an 85% chance he doesn't show up for week one. I'd say a 50% chance he doesn't show up for week two. And honestly, I'd give it like a 15% chance he doesn't show up till like midseason. And that's really scaring me. If you have any thoughts about it first, uh, go ahead. But if not, then I guess I'll talk. But it's up to you. I mean, honestly, you you feel a lot more passionate about this than I do. <laughs> he he obviously not a big Chris Jones guy. He, nah, I know. he's on your team. All right, but um, I think he's gonna hold out for as long as as long as he wants. Um, at this point, he has the Super Bowls. He he wants to get more money, and it it, it, it sucks. Okay, I mean. This team goes from being one of the better teams in the league at stopping the run to one of the worst teams when he's not in. Just look at the splits. I, I saw a video somewhere, or a stat, I forgot exactly what it was, and I want to say the Chiefs went from being allowing 4.2 yards per carry, which is among the best in the league, all the way to 4.9, which is among the worst in the league. So that's huge right there. And this Chiefs team, you already got to remember, they don't have the best defense, but they have a defense that is that can that steps up in big moments and does it when it counts the most. And defense wins championships. You take Chris Jones off this team, even though you have all the talent on the offense, this defense is going to take an even bigger dip. And I think that this Chiefs team can still contend for, say, the one or two seed. But I don't think a Super Bowl could, could be there then, especially losing a guy that important to the team. They're still going to have a fantastic season whether he shows or not. 
but I don't think that they'll make the Super Bowl if that's the case. Now, I think he'll show up. I think it won't be till later in the year, but let's just say he doesn't show up till let's say week eight. Let's say week eight, like when that tweet said, okay? Okay. And he might it might take him a week or two to get game ready, and that can leave you at week. We say he. Doesn't... I mean, if he's if he's thinking week eight, week nine's the game in Germany, and then we have a bye week ten. So at that point, he might just hold out until week eleven. That's probably what it be because eight. I don't think they'd play him that first week because he wouldn't be game ready, and then they'll he'll say he plays week ten, and he's not going to be. Anywhere in game shape, they're your first game back. So, like you said, week 11. So, it's scary if you're a Chief fan. And then what happens? Do they end up trading him because they don't want to pay him? I mean, there's a lot of question marks around this team. But I wouldn't be as concerned as as I normally would simply because you have on the other side of the ball. As, as I've always said, as long as Mahomes and Kelsey are there, as long as you have both of them, you're fine. Well, here's the thing. If the Chiefs organization is thinking... Maybe at this point we might just have to pull a Tyree Kill situation and try to get a lot of capital out of this guy. No, it doesn't make sense because if you take Chris away, Chris Jones away from the defense, there's not a Patrick Mahomes and a Travis Kelsey there still on that side of the ball. It's a different team. Yeah, with Tyree Kill leaving, that's the offense. That's a completely different thing. You still got Mahomes. You still have Andy Reid. You still have Travis Kelsey. You still got a good offensive line. But if you take away Chris Jones, first of all, he had 15 and a half sacks last year. That put us second in the NFL in total sacks. We would have had an under 40 sacks last year if not for Chris Jones. Now, think about our 2018 team. Chris Jones, that was his second best season. We were still one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Now, yes, we do have a better surrounding cast to Chris Jones here in 2023. You can't replace the guy. But you can't replace him. I'm sorry. Like, I went on social media. I said, Chris Jones, if we don't have Chris Jones this year, we're not going to the Super Bowl. And I got so much flack for it. Look, there's always going to be some chance, obviously, of us going to the Super Bowl because we have Patrick Mahomes on the team. And he's, yes, of course, the most important person on the team in the entire NFL. But it's going to be way more difficult for Patrick Mahomes and this team to get to the Super Bowl without Chris Jones than it was for Tyree Kill. I hate to say it. And I think people are undervaluing Chris Jones right now. Yes, he's asking for $30 million a year, which is insane. But at this point, I feel like you just got to pay him. It's one last contract. It's going to be for, what, four years? It's not crazy. And, like, they're probably, they're probably towing the line right now of asking themselves... Do we just pay up the $30 million, or do we get a bunch of capital and let our young guys flourish? But here's the thing. Who's going to be the leader of this defense? I like Nick Bolton, but I don't think he's going to be a Chris Jones. I like LeJarrius Sneed. I don't think he's going to be a Chris Jones. I like George Karloftis. He's not a Chris Jones. I like Trent McDuffie. We have good pieces, but we're also going to have to eventually pay them as well. Plus, not to mention Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith on our offensive line. So it's a tough situation. I kind of just proved myself wrong there by saying we do have to pay people. But if you want to have a chance at the Super Bowl every season, I think you need these five people on the team. And one's Andy Reid, the coach. You need Reid, Mahomes, Kelsey, Chris Jones, Creed Humphrey. Yeah, because you need, you need the most five important yeah. players on that team. That's you, it. You need to have he, – he's your anchor on the defense. Yep. Defense? You need the Chris Jones of the offensive line, which is Humphrey. Chris Jones, Mahomes, his best weapon, Reid. That's it. That's all you need. And then you just need average players around him. I mean, look at the receiving core we have this year. Look at what we had last year. 
Well, well like, I will be so pissed. Look, I understand Chris Jones is probably going to miss some games at this point. I have to just accept it. Our defense is probably not going to be great for the first half of the year. Even if he does it in the reporting before week one, which I think is pretty much not happening. It's less than a week away, and I haven't heard anything about it. I think you have less than a 1% chance of that happening. Even if he does, he's not playing week one. No, no. It's it's a tough situation. Um, It's... The way that this game is now, uh, people don't honor their contracts because they want to get paid instead of getting hurt. Thanks, Quinn and Williams. So, I mean, it happens. It sucks, but it's the way the game is now. Um, it sucks because I think he does deserve $30 million, which, but like... The Chiefs are also looking at it from the point of... But I would not equate... They have so many Tyre- other guys. I just won't equate him to Tyreek Hill at this point because... Mahomes is still there on offense, but the, no one's there if Chris Jones is. This gone. will hurt way more. It will. I I have to stand up. Look, Chris Jones, up until this past season, really has done nothing in the playoffs. Let's be honest. He got his first postseason sack against the Bengals this year. But if you tell me that he wasn't one of the main reasons why we won a Super Bowl this year, you're absolutely crazy. I'm sorry. The Bengals. It was tied twenty to twenty with a minute left. The Bengals had a third down. Chris Jones got a sack. They punted. The rest is history. If Chris Jones wasn't there, the Bengals probably would have beaten us again. We'd be sitting here. The Chiefs are the new Seahawks. Mahomes only has one ring. Like, the whole... Everything's different. And he's 30. That's not young. But it's good enough for one more contract. Aaron Donald's in his 30s and he's still great when healthy. I don't know, Chris. It's just... It sucks because I'm so happy with how everything went last season, of course. The offseason's been amazing. And then I just don't want these bad vibes going into this year because Super Bowl hangover is real. I don't think we're going to have one because we have Patrick freaking Mahomes on our team. We're always going to be a playoff team with him. But this Chris Jones thing, it's not like it's not like you know the Chiefs lost Marcus Peters or Sammy Watkins. Like this is this is a top three player. He's a top ten player in the NFL. I just it's it's just. It's frustrating because I love Chris Jones, and I actually do think he deserves to be paid, but then I also understand why they don't want to pay him yet. But now he's going to miss some games, and it's just tough. It's just a tough reality to live in right now, and I really just hope if he misses some games that our offense is as sharp as nails because our defense is going to look like 2018, maybe even worse. I don't know. I don't think so because the rest of our defense still has some very nice pieces, but, I mean, we're going to get no sacks. We're going to get no sacks. Like... I don't know. It's it's tough. That's all I have to say. So that was a rant. That was a real rant. That was what five minute rant at least. I would feel the same exact way. I mean, this is much like we didn't have a podcast back in what was the year twenty eighteen. This, this is Le'Veon Bell. This is your Le'Veon Bell. Exactly. Situation. Like I'm sure I'm sure you ran it to me at a school lunch table the same exact way. It's just we didn't have a podcast to show for it yet. So this is just what I'm going through as a Chiefs fan. Even though I'm eternally grateful for everything else being a Chiefs fan, but it's just frustrating to see how this. Season's going to start with some bad vibes, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, it sucks, but it's the name of the game, like I've been saying, and, you know, it's just not going to happen to to you. It's going to happen to every every fan base. I mean, that's what happens to. when you have a good team, you know? you got to start paying people, and, but it sucks. All right, Chris, we're going to move on to one last segment. We each got one bold prediction for this NFL season. I'll let you go first since I just talked for literally, like, seven minutes. If you came here from last episode... You know my uh, what this is going to be. It won't be too much of a shock to you guys. Um, and that's going to be not only a team that I think is going to be really strong in the AFC, this team is going to make it 
not just to the Super Bowl, they're going to win the entire thing. Jacksonville Jaguars are going to not only go to the Super Bowl, they're going to win it this year. I love what I saw from them last year. They got themselves a real coach. And from halfway through the season on last year, Lawrence and company took a huge jump. They acquired Calvin Ridley. And now Lawrence gets that stud receiver in his third year, what I always said was huge for people to get that big receiver. I will keep on saying it. Tua got Tyreek. You give Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Um, this year you got you, you give Justin Fields, DJ Moore. The list just goes on. You look at these rece- you look at these quarterbacks who are becoming that top tier level, and you get them a top tier wide receiver, and they just explode into that quarterback that everyone thought that they could become. So Trevor Lawrence last year already started to mold into that guy, as we saw with the huge playoff comeback victory. He looked legit in Arrowhead against the Chiefs in the playoffs, and I just think we're going to see more improvement. He's going to look better. This offense is going to look better. The defense is going to look better. All around, it's going to be a great team, and I don't think they're going to get the one seed in the AFC, but I think they're going to take that experience they learned from last year, start the season off strong, end strong, and they're going to have a fantastic postseason, obviously, and they're going to carry that momentum all the way to the promised land. I mean... I think that a lot of teams are, this is more so a hot take simply because of the amount of talent in the AFC. You have the Chiefs, you have the Bengals, you have the Bills, just to name a few teams. So you you have the Dolphins, you have a ton of teams that a lot of people could look, look as better than the Jaguars, but I just see what I saw. This is a young team that they're still going to have to pay Trevor Lawrence. Um, ETN eventually is going to have to get paid. So this is, this is that window that I'm saying. Your guys are all hitting their stride now. You're only going to be getting better, but that comes with the cost of having to pay everyone. So this is the time to do it. And I, you got to strike the iron while, while it's hot. And that is this season. So I'm going with the Jaguars winning the Super Bowl. You know, you go back to, I think it was week 11 last year, Jags-Ravens. And they had that game-winning drive and two-point conversion to win the game. And I think that sparked something in Trevor Lawrence, a confidence that we haven't seen before. And then, like you said, the rest of that season, he was just... MVP caliber and the Jags just looked like they were clicking on all cylinders and they won a playoff game so now they got this entire offseason to prepare I mean if they start off 2-0 with a win against the Chiefs in week two as well I mean their, their confidence is gonna be through the roof I have uh, Trevor Lawrence winning MVP in my awards predictions last episode I have Doug Peterson winning coach of the year I wouldn't be shocked if the Jaguars went to the AFC championship now of course I'm gonna have the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl but honestly, I think people are sleeping on the Jaguars. I mean, yes, everyone's picking them to win their division, but it's because for the, me it doesn't feel as bold as a prediction because I just I really love the Jaguars as well. I really do. This is one of those tough situations when you take the Jaguars and you toss them in the NFC. It, it's it's not a hot take or anything like that. But yeah. in, the, in the AFC with all this top end talent, it is a hot take because of how how tough the AFC is. I just think I think the best thing about the Jaguars is that they went through so much adversity last year even in the games that they won most of the games that they won were very close as well which brings the team way closer together it's like the Giants um and they won the playoff game so I mean if the Jags we're living in such a crazy time like if you if you told us 10 years ago that like the main teams would be like the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Jaguars, the Bills, the Dolphins, like like all these fan bases that have just been tortured for so long, like these fun teams. It, it's it's a good it's a good time in the AFC right now. And the fact that the Jaguars have now slipped in there this last year, like 
like you, you love to see. I mean, you hate the Jaguars because of 2017, but we don't have to talk about that. Sorry um, to bring that up. I'm sorry. But I'm 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 over. Actually, it. you probably don't like any of the teams because you don't like the Chiefs, you don't like the Jaguars, you don't like the Bengals, you don't like the Ravens. Maybe maybe it's just fun for me because the Chiefs are good, and then I don't mind the other teams. But I mean, I. It's. Eh. I mean, the Jaguars. I, I don't hate the Jaguars. I mean, the, the Ravens, Bengals, Browns. Obviously, I don't like them. They're my division, but. Well, I hate the Titans for the same reason that you should hate the Jaguars. You hold a grudge for a long time. With I the can't Titans. get over Mariota throwing a touchdown, touchdown pass himself. I'll never get over We can win 1,000 Super Bowls. I won't get over it. I really can't. I just can't. I can't. It was not. That was the same year, wasn't it? Yes, that happened in the wild card. And then I came to your house a week later with a Jaguars beanie on. To watch that game. I should have thrown you out right there. Yeah, you were so pissed at me. It was bad. I mean, come on. If if I randomly found a Jaguars beanie in my closet, like, how am I not going to wear it? That is facts. All right. If we if the Chiefs play, like, a random team next year, like, I don't know. Throw out a team. The Browns. No, you don't want a Browns thing. The Dolphins. You're going to wear a Dolphins hat to my house if you find one. I show, up at a, I show up at a Yankee shirt like I'm doing, <laughs> okay. like I'm doing right now. Yeah, the Dolphins are basically the Yankees. Not really. All right. Um... <laughs> Okay, so my bold prediction isn't necessarily team-based, although I have been hyping up this team so far, the last two episodes. We talked a little bit about them with the Jonathan Taylor stuff. It is a Packers-themed bold prediction, but it's going to focus on Jordan Love. If anyone has been listening since the 2020 season, which, by the way, we've now surpassed three years of this podcast, which is pretty crazy. This is the fourth season recovering. If anyone remembers Chris picking Carson Wentz as his MVP... Uh, in riding that hype train. I'm not going to pick this guy as my MVP, but I am going to ride the Jordan Love hype train this year because I think he's going to have more touchdown passes than Jared Goff. And the Detroit Lions are the darlings of the NFC North this year. Everyone's picking them to win it. Jared Goff, most underrated quarterback in the NFL. He's going to throw 40 touchdowns with that electric offense. He's going to have almost 5,000 passing yards. He's the best quarterback in that division easily. uh, Most people are saying that. This isn't even like an eye-popping hot take, like saying, um, if, this isn't like someone saying, oh, Love's going to have more touchdown passes than like Justin Herbert, but okay, it, it, it's quietly a hot take simply because of, like you said, the Lions are the darling team of the NFL this year. They have that explosive offense and we haven't seen anything from Jordan Love, so we don't even know what to expect. We have such a small sample size. It's basically nothing. This is, when you look at it, theoretically, it's not. But in a way, this technically is his rookie year. So this is like... He's had one start against the Chiefs and he lost. I I phrase this as an under-the-radar hot take that I feel like when you look at it, nobody's going to be like, what? But at the same time, you're going to look at it and be like, hmm, that's interesting. So I I, I like this, especially because the fact that this doesn't pop off as like... like a WTF moment. It's more so. It, it's like low key nonchalant. Like, yeah, look, it, I'm not. Definitely, this could happen. I'm not throwing out a big name. Like, I'm not saying he's going to throw more touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes. But if you look at it close enough and long enough, you're going to realize, wow, this is a guy that really hasn't started a single game in the NFL versus a guy who's been to one Super Bowl, has started now. This is what his eighth season, and just came off of. Arguably his best passing season with the Lions last year. Now with more hype going into this year. Now with a healthy wide receiver core. With Jameson Williams coming back eventually. And he threw 29 touchdown passes, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure most people are picking him to throw over 30 at least. Everyone loves that high-powered offense. Some people are positive about the Packers. But most people, I would say, are not. 
I love Christian Watson this year. I think Romeo Dobbs is extremely underrated. They got a rookie tight end that I like. They have both uh, pass-catching running backs as well. And honestly, I know it's the preseason, but I think Jordan Love has been the Kenny Pickett of the NFC in the preseason thus far. And he's looked almost perfect. Now, I locked eyes with Jordan Love. Um... Laughing because I told you it's on text. So I went I to a, a I went video. to a card trading show thing, like a memorabilia show for the NFL uh, back in April, and Jordan Love was there, and I was creepily filming him from like the side because I don't know I just, I just I'm looking at an NFL quarterback. I gotta take a video of him because it's right in front of me, and he glanced over at me and like locked eyes with me for like three seconds, probably thinking, "What the hell is this creep doing?" <laughs> he thinks about but it every night in the video. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Like, where is that guy that I locked eyes with? I don't know what it was, but in that moment, just sparked something in me where I just feel like he's going to be good now. I think I gave him the power, and maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a Packers guy now. Jordan, Aaron Rodgers is gone. Week one, Jordan Love throws four touchdowns, rushes for 70. They play the Bears. <laughs> Jordan, That's going to be interesting. Week one, Jordan Love goes out there. Four touchdowns, a rushing touchdown, dedica- dedicated to Sam Gold. Yeah, I mean, what would his touchdown celebration be if it was dedicated to me? People who blows a kiss to the camera. All right, good, good. Um, well, I don't no, know I mean, I, I'm already saying right now, we and I've been thinking this through the offseason, week one, the Packers are beating the Bears week one, and nothing has taken my mind away from that. It's in Chicago. Bears, Does that change anything? No. Okay. The Bears fans are saying, oh, no more Aaron Rodgers. We're going to rule the division now. We're going to finally get our revenge. Packers are just going to win this game. It just has to happen Wouldn't that, that way. Wouldn't that be great if Jordan Love... Uh, on his free. He had a rushing touchdown on the opening drive, and he goes up to the crowd, and he's like, I still own you. Or would, we uh, still own you. We still own you. Would I would be, love that. That would be cold. I would like, love that's, that. that's the equivalent to Geno Smith saying, uh, I, you wrote me off, or whatever the quote was, after the game week one. If Jordan That Love's, would be insane. If he Jordan, has that level of confidance week one. If Jordan Love said that... Then you have to jump on the high you, you, you know there would be t-shirts being made with oh the quote my. and everything like oh, that. Oh, I mean, someone should... Anyone that knows Jordan Love, I should have told him that at the fair, man. He, he needs should to have do thought that. about that. That that would be crazy. I, I would love to see it, you know. Especially since I have Christian Watson in Dynasty. <sighs> by the way, I'm so pissed I didn't get Christian Watson in Fantasy. Oh, oh, so by the way, if you remember his last episode, the fantasy episode, I hinted at a wide receiver that I really wanted who I thought was a sleeper. And Chris guessed wrong. He said Debo Samuel, which is funny because I ended up with Debo Samuel on my team. But it was Chris Olave. I really wanted him. We both got sniped, me and you. You were actually going to pick him in front of me regardless. I was going to take him. Yeah, he, he was, I, I had him, and then your cousin ended up taking I'm him. I'm right, so glad right it wasn't before you. Me because I was going to take him. I'm like, yeah. I'm like how, how is Olave still on the board right now? And... I was getting ready. I was. I literally had him queued up and everything, and boom, he got sniped. I was so mad. So what any fantasy genius would do in that situation when they don't have their first player uh, pick of the litter on that offense, they go with the last round of the draft. They pick the tight end on the same team that's projected six points in week one. Jawan Johnson. All right. Well, that failed. Anyways, Jordan Love is getting love from me. More touchdown passes than Jared Goff. This could mean Jared Goff throws 30, Jordan Love throws 31. This could mean Jared Goff throws 17, Jordan Love throws 24. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be done, but I love that. I I like the Packers, and I like the Lions, too. I'm not saying Goff's going to suck, but I think Jordan Love's going to surprise some people this year, and Christian Watson's going to take a bunch of touchdowns to the house, and that's just going to up his total. He better. But um, Sam, I don't really have too much to say. The next time we're going to be on here talking um, is going to be <sighs> the week one prediction or pre- preview prediction episode, which kind of feels surreal to say. I can't wait. You know, 
has to be this I, I love those episodes just as much as I love our preseason love predicting, uh, predicting. Scores. I mean, it's my favorite it's so much fun Even, keeping tally we gotta keep tally this year this for year, sure definitely we have to but um I'm excited for it and I already gave you guys one of my picks this year uh for week one so it's gonna be a lot of fun you know week one one of those weeks that teams are getting the what just happened <laughs> Get, We're getting texts. Getting texts through my computer. But um, it's one of those weeks that a lot of weird stuff happens. And I'll say this next week. You know, a lot of teams that are going in as big underdogs come out and win because the starters might be a little rusty. Guys coming back from injuries, this and that. So we, week one's always that week when if you're a team that's bottom of the league, you can sneakily get a, get a win. Let's make a deal. Since it's week one, there's no risk and weird shit happens. Let's make a deal. Each of us have to pick three underdogs to win next week. I think three underdogs will win next week, regardless of that. Okay, but we have to. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll but it has to be weird. It's oh. got to be weird. Well, you know there's going to be definitely one super weird super weird win that nobody's going to No, guys, expect. I'm not picking the Lions to win, even though I'm scared. But that's not happening. The, Chief, the Chiefs-Lions game, I will say. Um, I, I'm not, the Lions are going to cover. I, we, we're going to talk about this. I, I, I'm not going to give my score or... Or should we talk about Chiefs lines now since we're covering all of week one next week? We have to do that next week. I feel like okay. All right. Fine. Fine. But, but the only I'm thing, tempted, but fine. The only thing I'm going to say about that game is I think it's going to be a close game. That's all I'm going to say. And I'll let you guys... All right. Let's leave it there. And I'm going to leave it there. Okay. Well, um, want to shout out our TikTok because we have an Instagram that I always shout out at the end yeah, of every episode. TikTok, um, we finally made a TikTok. Um, we haven't posted anything yet. We're planning on posting a bunch of videos within the next few weeks. Um, so it's it's literally just underscore in the huddle, underscore, yeah. the double underscore. It's going to be more fun and, stuff like takes, reactions, yeah, and rankings, yeah. and the profi- tier lists. And the profile picture is the same thing as our as our yeah. podcast one. Green background has us on there. So go give us a follow over there uh, if you're on TikTok. And if you're not, make an account and follow us on there. We're going to get there active on there pretty soon, especially throughout the week. We're going to have stuff um live reacting to games you know sam and i'll be together some weeks watching yeah. uh games and reacting who knows maybe thursday night if possibly possible. i'm not sure yet you just let me know just because it's opening night Opening night. we'll see i respect that but you can but always... there's plenty of seasons where we're gonna have some reactions you know maybe post a halftime uh, update yeah honestly especially yeah if the game's close for sure actually that's a good idea regardless yeah. just do some of that um some witching hour reactions Ooh, maybe witching. i don't know we got a lot of ideas guys so we're just going to go with it, and uh, we're going to see what happens. But I'm excited for this year. It's, it's definitely going to be a fun year. And uh, Sam, that's really all I have to say. And I can't wait to get on here next week and have week one right there. But, you know, this week, week one of college football also. Super excited for that. Yeah, I'm not a college football guy. I hate to say it. I would I love to go see a game live, but I'm just not a college football guy. I don't know what it is. If they're not the pros, then I just don't. I'm not invest. I can't be invested, you know? But that is exciting for people because college football, a lot of people say, is better than the NFL, which I can't agree with. But do you agree with that? Um, okay, that's going to spark a whole debate. We can't. I'm a big. I would agree that the game day atmosphere is better, mm-hmm. and there's maybe more passionate but, fans as well. I mean, for me, I'm more of a NFL type, of, more professional type of guy than a college type of guy. Even though I will watch college here and there, I don't know. It's just one of those things that uh, I feel it for NFL because. Fantasy, I'm more I'm involved in with that. Is there a college fantasy? Um, they have like college DFS and college betting. Which, yeah, if, if I ever, well, yeah, that makes sense. If if I ever got into like the betting with college, totally different story. While I'm more so on like the betting side for like the pro sports, hence why I'm a bigger 
I'll say. I'm, I'm a bigger professional sports fan than, than college, even though I love college because the atmosphere is just something yeah. else. It's I, more fun live. I, I've been to a few college basketball games. Uh, never a college football game, but <laughs> it, it's just something else. I mean, if, if it's on and I'm around, I'll watch, but I won't like go out of my way. And even though I know I should and, and watch a game, I kind of save that for Sunday, even though I should do that both days, as much as my brother and some of my friends have told me, oh, we got got to do this, got to do that. It's one of those things. But now I'm kind of just rambling on as much as I would love to. I I don't know. I'm I'm just more of a a pro guy. Yeah, college football is fun. The mascots are fun. But, uh, you know, I'm going to dress up as Scott Hansen this Halloween. So that's a better mascot. I'm going to go with Scott. I'm going to go with the green screen this Halloween. (laughs) Scott Hansen. I'm going to go with the red zone desk. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go with that. Chris and I actually have a fantasy draft coming up in like a half hour. So we might as well get out of here. Chris, I don't have anything else to say. I'm going to go with the lighting kit. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We're going to be back next week, earlier next week, because we got to do it before the Thursday episode. We're going to have our week one preview. And then that's it. We're kicked off into the season. Every week we're going to have a recap and a preview of each of those weeks. Once again, check us out on TikTok and Instagram. But that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening.